Hey guys, this is Wade Aaron with Christ's Word Podcast, where we discuss different evangelism topics, anything from sharing the gospel, praying for the sick, making disciples, and even hearing powerful testimonies that we believe will build your faith. We hope you're encouraged by this week's episode. Alrighty, so excited to be back with you guys on the Christ's Word Podcast. And uh, this is Wade Aaron, and this is the Christ's Word Podcast, where we discuss different evangelism topics, everything from sharing the gospel, to making disciples, to people being healed, and uh, and just even sharing different testimonies. And so uh, sometimes I'll have a friend of mine named Daniel Hoyos that is on the show with me. And uh, I think the last time I mentioned that he and I would be jumping back on together, but uh, our schedules are just kind of crazy right now due to my travel schedule, to him and his role at his church. And so hopefully he'll be back on soon. Uh, And I just wanted to jump on here and share with you guys just a few testimonies and just points that uh, just kind of learning points from these testimonies that I'm going to share today. And so uh, those of you that are listening, uh, we occasionally do share testimonies and hopefully this week you'll listen and uh, we all, even I, these are things I'm trying to implement into my own life from these testimonies, uh, just kind of learning points and and so, uh, just kind of giving you a backdrop, part of my ministry within Christ Reward is occasionally as the Holy Spirit leads, I'll carry the cross, uh, which is literal literal cross. Sometimes people think when I say I carry my cross, I'm talking about figuratively, I'm carrying, you know, the cross like Luke, in, Luke 9 talks about, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Uh, but I actually carry a 11 foot, 12 foot cross uh, that's made out of wood and the different parts of Dallas to other parts of the United States and, and even parts of the world. And what I do is I just walk and I carry it. It has a wheel on it. Some of you guys probably have seen something like this. And I just uh, I just use it as an opportunity to witness to people. And sometimes people will come up to me. Sometimes I'll approach people and pray for them and share the gospel, pray for healing and different things like that, or answer their questions of why I'm out carrying it. And so through a series of events, actually, Daniel, one of the guys on the show, he um, he talked about uh, back in October, last October in 2021, I carried the cross for a month in Dallas. And one day Daniel joined me and a couple of days later, he had a dream of me carrying the cross through Queens, New York. And so Start praying about that, and that ultimately led me to carry the cross into New York. So I carried it in uh, in Queens, I carried it in Brooklyn, in Manhattan, and in the Bronx. And so I carried it in four of the boroughs, four of the five, and I did this for seven days total. And I walked anywhere from eight to eleven miles a day. And during that time, uh, there was several things that happened, many testimonies. Uh, over the course of seven days, we saw about 12 people give their lives to the Lord, and it was powerful, a couple of healings, and through that, uh, like I said, I just wanted to share a couple of specific testimonies, and one of them is about, uh, one, the power of prayer and the hunger of, of people. Uh, sometimes people, when they think about New York, sometimes you don't always think of spiritual hunger, uh, but... Definitely saw it with a, a few individuals and and also, like I said, the power of prayer. So one morning, I, it was actually my last morning of, of carrying the cross, day seven of carrying the cross in New York. And I 
uh, prayed that morning. I, I said, Lord, I just want, I'm praying that you, you draw the hungry to the cross. You bring the hungry. You literally, I'm asking God that people run to the cross as they see it. And I hadn't, I've had people walk up to the cross, but hadn't really had people run to the cross. And so that was my prayer request. I am carrying the cross and I don't know, I've probably been carrying it for a couple hours and I look up and there's uh, a, a lady running towards me. And sometimes, you know, in New York, anything could be going on. Well, the lady's not running by me. She runs to the cross and ultimately I ask her why she was uh, running and she said she was working and she saw me walk by her job and she was in the middle of a conversation and she said, when I get wrap up this conversation, I'm going to chase that guy down. And, and that's exactly what she did. I asked her, she said she'd been running for, for two blocks and, uh, I had the opportunity to talk to her and, uh, come to find out she'd been saved for about a month. And, uh, and I shared how I had actually had prayed for God to bring someone like her to run to the cross. And so it was really encouraging on, on the two levels. One, that God answered my prayer. And then two, that this woman that's been saved for a month uh, in Queens, New York, was just so hungry for God, she would run to the cross. And, and I just really was moved by that because, you know, even though I'm out carrying the cross, I think sometimes I'm aware that if I did see someone walking down the street with the cross, I'm not sure if I would run to them. And I think in my heart, I think there should be a hunger you know, not that you have to run down anyone that's carrying a cross or standing out in the street corner of the cross, but there should be a hunger to to run to the cross, uh, to run to to other believers, but not only believers, but to the Lord. And, you know, this girl didn't know who I was. She didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but she knew when she saw the cross, she had to figure out what was going on. And And I think, you know, that should be our posture, this this hunger for the Lord, this hunger to run and do anything for the Lord, to leave my job, to leave what I'm doing, to chase after God. And, and I just encourage you with that, is that God place a hunger in your heart. As it says, I think it's Psalm 42, it says, I, my soul pants for the Lord. Uh, my, my heart longs for the Lord as a deer pants for the, for the water. And, and so... May that be your prayer and may that be your longing that you you pant for the Lord, that you run after the Lord, no matter how radical or crazy it seems. And and so, anyway, so the Lord answered that prayer and, and this lady came to the cross and encouraged me and I encouraged her and, and uh, in our faith. Another uh, testimony and, and story I'd like to share is, it's also a kind of an interesting one. It's not having to deal with salvation or healing. Um I'll share a couple a couple of those at the end and just hopefully it'll encourage your faith. But while I was there, I was carrying the cross and I saw a church and it said they were having service. And so I actually stood outside of the church for about 10 minutes and to the side. I wasn't uh, in front of it or anything. And uh, I finally felt led to, to go. And so I went and I was obviously walking with the cross and you know, they, the, the people of the church, they came out and spoke to me. They said, you know, you can't, you can't bring the the cross into the church. And, you know, I, I listened to them. I said, that, that's, that's okay. You know, I, I get it. It's, it's 11, 12 feet long. I can just keep it outside. And, and then another guy actually said, well, actually you, you can't 
you can't come in because you're carrying that. And I was a little, you know, a little intrigued about this. And, and, uh, and so I talked to them for a little bit and ultimately one guy let me come into the, into the building and come to find out, uh, they, they don't, they don't have crosses in their church. They don't, or in this building, uh, uh, they don't even really believe in the message of the cross. I know that I can't even believe I'm saying that. And uh, I, obviously, I wouldn't say that's a church. Uh, you you can't you can't have a church unless you have the message of the cross, um, and and what Jesus did on the cross. So I, I later found out this isn't a church. I was there. They they did everything like a church. Uh, I say everything they did, they, they, they didn't read the Bible. They didn't, they didn't have anyone preach the word. They, uh, they just clapped and literally they clapped for about an hour or so, um, and, uh, gave praise to the Lord. But the point being is, is that they, they say that they're a church, but they don't have the cross or the message of the cross or what Jesus did on the cross anywhere in the threadings of what they're doing. And, I just encourage you, if you're listening, that if you're a part of anything, and hopefully you're not, that if you're in a church or a community that doesn't allow, that doesn't have what Jesus did on the cross as a center point, I just encourage you to 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 get out get out of that community and find an actual community that believes in the message of the cross. And if you're listening to this, I believe that you believe in what Jesus did on the cross and what he uh, that he's coming back, and you have a general foundation of the the truth but i just want you to know that uh that you and your belief system and in your message and what you're preaching to people you've got to have the message of what jesus did he died on the cross for our sins to take away our sins and only through what he did on the cross can we step into the holy holies and these guys were praising god um i, I i'm not 100 sure i try to ask a few questions and they tried to answer them to the best they could, uh, but they uh, they said they were praising God. I'm, I, like I said, I, I wouldn't say it's Jesus just because the only way we can truly worship God is through Jesus because Jesus is God and what he did on the cross and through his blood. And, and so just be aware of things that are out there in communities and churches and and just be foundational, be firm in what you believe. I ultimately left the service, grabbed my cross, and, and cruised down the road. I stayed for quite a while, actually. I think it's partially because I was tired. Um, but along those lines, the next day, and there was actually a man walking down the street, and he tripped over the cross. It's the first time that's ever happened. He just didn't see it. He tripped over the end of it. And this goes along with this story, and it's in 1 Corinthians one twenty three. It says, the message of Christ is a stumbling block and and not that we're trying to be a stumbling block nor is Jesus trying to be a stumbling block but the message of what Jesus did on the cross it can be a stumbling block for people and don't be afraid don't be afraid to back down from the message of the cross and what he's done and the power of the cross uh, because though it is a stumbling block it is the only way because he is the cornerstone of the building that God is building in people's lives. And so, um, anyways, just some really unique moments, uh, really interesting moments, everything from the man tripping over the cross to, uh, to the church that wouldn't allow the message of the cross to be in their church or in their building slash, uh, their, their cult. So just be aware of those things.
Uh, we have to have that message of what Jesus did on the cross. But, uh, in, you know, I'll end with, like I said, a couple of testimonies. There were uh, many testimonies, but uh, one uh, that comes to mind is, is not too long after the guy that tripped over the cross, there was some young high schoolers that uh, were walking around in the streets at around 1 o'clock in the afternoon in New York, and they literally walked up to the cross and started asking me questions, and I asked them a, a few questions like, what are you doing out of school? And uh, uh, they they shared, you know, about why they weren't in school. Just ultimately they were they had early release, and one of them jokingly said they were skipping, and, you know, I, I think I think they were out of school. But that's not the point of the testimony. Ultimately, they asked me some questions, and six kids, six, they were all 14 years old, uh, in, in high school, ninth, ninth graders, I think, and uh, walked through the gospel with these guys, and uh, three of them boldly took a stand by surrendering their lives to Jesus, and three of them didn't. And, it, and I just encourage those who took a stand to live out their faith and to believe in the gospel, and to, to, they may even lose some of their friends, and they all kind of laughed. And, but it was a really powerful moment to see those three young men choose to follow Jesus even though three of them didn't. And it's so powerful to see the gospel reaching even high school kids. And, uh, you know, even another story uh, that I, I think about is I, uh, you know, I, I think one week we talked about words of knowledge a little bit and hearing the Holy Spirit, knowing things about people that uh, knowledge about people that is only given through the Lord. And there was a guy that yelled out to us, you know, hey, man, what are you doing with that cross? And we went over and we talked to him and and uh, he began to, to share how he, he needed forgiveness. And, and then the Holy Spirit spoke to me that had pain in his shoulder. And he was really stunned. He's like, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know I have pain in my shoulder? Well, come to find out he had gotten a, gotten a tattoo um, uh, like the day before. And he had been in an argument with his dad about his choice. And, and so he had just gotten this tattoo and he was in a lot of pain. He says, it's my own fault, but I need... Actually, I need the forgiveness of Christ because of my decision and this anger towards my my dad and and so we we talked and and you know um, I prayed for his shoulder to be healed and it got a little bit better and he's like you know I actually I deserve this but he listened and um, and so I walked walked through the walked through the gospel with him, and my friend was with me. We shared our testimonies, and this guy uh, gave his life to the Lord. And um, such a powerful moment. Uh, and when he was praying, he prayed, "Jesus, I ask for forgiveness, and forgive me even for this tattoo." And it was just a tender tender prayer. It was a guy that oversaw some some buildings and construction work, and and uh, as he prayed, he. He, you know, after he got through praying, he, I said, you know, what do you sense? What do you feel? And he says, I feel like the Holy Spirit's convicting me. I need to get into church. And it's such a powerful moment of this guy yelling out to us, recognizing he had done wrong and he needed to surrender his life to Jesus. And, and so he, he did, he, he gave his life to the Lord right there. And, and, uh, part of it was through a word of knowledge. And last testimony I share is actually a healing testimony. And, and uh, similar deal with the word of knowledge. I was on the Brooklyn Bridge there in New York, and uh, there was a guy and a couple of people walking, and so three of them were walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, and 
stopped and talked to them and and they one of the guy one of the guy didn't know English and they were from Europe somewhere and I felt like one of them had paint in their knee. I said, "You got paint in your knee?" And he said, "Actually, I do." And, and so they interpreted for me and they told him and he said, "Yeah, I've got pain and and so I want to pray for you. I believe God's going to heal you." So they shared and and they all started laughing, kind of kind of mocking that nothing, you know, they thought I was joking that anything was going to happen. So I said, well, give me your hand. And I told him, so they gave me his hand. And, and uh, right there, I, I prayed for him. And I said, well, tell him to check it out. And they all kind of laughed again. And and the guy began to walk around. And he began to talk to him back and forth in their language. And he was looking at me with a stunned face. And ultimately, what happened is they interpreted what, was, what they were communicating. And this guy got healed. His knee was totally healed. And they were in unbelief of what just happened he was an unbelief what just happened but jesus just healed him and i just encourage you with that testimony and the fact that you know people say well, the other person has to believe they have to be in you know complete agreement and i i've just seen it even with jesus in the gospels not everyone was always in agreement not everyone had faith but he still healed them because he was full of faith of what god can do and in that moment they were in unbe unbelief total doubt but jesus still healed them and and uh and I just encourage you to step out, no matter if there's 100%, 110% faith around you or or whatever. You are the person in faith, and God wants to use you. And so hopefully this week it encourages you uh, in, in many facets, in many ways of, uh, one, the power of the gospel and the power of healing to uh, the message and the power of, of the gospel and and being hungry for the Lord to be radical and zealous and to be foolish for God no matter what because you're in love with him. And so bless you guys. Step out. Live for Jesus. Share Jesus. Pray for healing and see what God does. Follow his voice. And don't be afraid of taking a risk for his name and see what he does through you. Bless you guys. And I hope you have a great week. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Christ's Word Podcast. And your faith was built. And we really encourage you to live out your faith and apply what you've heard in your daily life. And if you need any more resources, go to ChristReward.com and you'll find more resources there. And we hope that you tune in to next week's episode as we dive into more evangelism topics.